0: You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint.
1: Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler, this is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back again.
0: We are back again, and lately it's been tough because... I haven't been playing as much poker as I was. Uh, just work, family, other, like other stuff gets in the way sometimes. Uh, man, I tell you what, been killing it lately. Been really getting some hours in and playing some fairly interesting sessions for you know for the first time in kind of a while. Right?
1: Isn't it weird how you can play some sessions where literally nothing happens? That's interesting.
0: Yeah, you know they talk about this on the vlogs, like when they're talking about doing them, like you know. I remember hearing, like, Jamin or somebody, and really he's like, when I'm recording a session, I'm just hoping something interesting happens. And I used to be like, well, it always be something, but you're right. I, I kind of now get it. It's like there are some times that it's just like you get top pair, you bet everybody folds, and that's kind of like every hand for that session.
1: Well, or it's a hand like like you and I say where it's just there's no decision points. They just kind of play themselves which, it's cool if you win, but definitely not great for a podcast or blog.
0: Yeah, like, it's great to go over your wins, but I'd almost rather go over, like, a hand I lost that's at least interesting than a hand that, you know, just, like you say, kind of played itself, and then you hit something randomly and won, where it just, was just kind of getting lucky.
1: Well, luckily for you, I got a mix of both of those for you.
0: Oh, well, that's kind of interesting. You want to kick us off?
1: Yeah, I'll kick us off. So... I go to Paramount, and um, I haven't been there in a while, and I buy them pretty short-stacked because the ATMs were down. I didn't have all that much cash on me kind of thing. And I was like, well, I'll just spin it up from like 100 big blinds.
0: Okay, which is pretty fine. I mean, I I don't consider 100 big blinds really short-stacked.
1: No, no, but I mean, that's all the money I had on me kind of thing.
0: Oh, so it's like 100 big blinds and you're out if you're out. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay, well, okay now I kind of get you.
1: Well, and it's super weird if you lose 70 big
0: blinds because... That's hurt, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, now you are very short stacked and there's no way to add on.
1: Correct. So, yeah, because there's something weird going on with the ATMs that night because I went to like two or three and none were working. So that was kind of less than ideal for me, but not the point. The point is I basically am car dead for most of the time. And then I end up in this PLO hand where I have queen, queen, eight, nine, double suited. Sorry, single suited. Um, The eight and the nine are suited. Um, Sorry, I'm suited to the queen. Okay. I end up, I'm in the big blind. And there's a under the gun straddle, I believe. Because I remember this pot gets blown up pretty big um, before it gets to me. Okay, so I believe it went. It was either fifteen or twenty and it went call, call back to me. and okay. i and I'm about a hundred ish dollars behind.
0: I think this is kind of just an easy call, right?
1: I jammed.
0: I think I would have liked to call here a little bit better. Maybe like a jam if you're, if you're double suited maybe. I, I think I would have just called here and kind of set mine and played it as from there. But uh, this is fine. I mean, I guess it's – I think it's a little aggressive, but okay. I can, I can kind of see it.
1: Um, I am a little bit shorter than what I told you originally because I remember the guy only called like $95 more. So I was pretty
0: short stacked from here. Something uh, something bad okay. must have happened. That to makes me. M- way more sense. Because
1: I remember the guy saying that he'll gamble with me and put in ninety more dollars. So I was pretty short stacked here.
0: Uh, okay, that makes way more sense. Okay, I can definitely get behind a jam when you, if you're pretty short here.
1: Yeah, because I was so I must have had like a hundred and ten. Okay, kind of thing. Um, I ended up getting it all in preflop with one player. So there's some dead money in there, which I like.
0: That's nice.
1: And um. I end up turning a straight and he just said, you win? He just folded the preflop razor. He never showed, but I was pretty happy to win. very nice. Uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting squeeze spot, but then like, so here's, here's how my session was going though. Right. So that hand happens. I'm counting my money. I'm like, Ooh, I'm up like 30 or like $40. Right. been down all night and I'm like, this is nice. Oh, so I was, so then, um, I'm in, so now the next hand, I'm also in the big blind, both, both hands in the big blind here. Okay. So I guess it must've been an orbit after I have King five offsuit in the big blind. Okay. Normal fold for me. Um, whole table or not whole table. Um, how many players limb, um, I think four players limp.
0: I just check. I think that's standard. I'll, I kind of yeah. like all this.
1: Um, I flop top pair. And I'm like, well, that's not that great. But it also limps. So I was like, I can bet a little bit. So I think I bet like $10. Probably probably like almost one of those ones are like 10 into 10 kind of thing. Just because the pot's so small.
0: Yeah. Whenever the pot's small, you can definitely bet a bigger percentage of the pot. Yeah. Uh- I think this is fine. I think you could either check this or bet this. Uh, I don't think anybody has to have a king here because, like you say, it's all limped. So you can rule out king, queen, king, jack, ace, king, king, ten. So I I think this is fine. Um, There was two spades. Two spades, okay. Yep, I'm not holding a spade.
1: Um, I get two callers. The turn is an offsuit 5. So I have two pair.
0: Okay, offsuit 5. Well, do you know what the other two cards were?
1: Um, let's see.
0: Cuz I'm wondering if the 5 makes like any straights possible. No, it did not. It did not. Okay. No. So, okay. So no so you now have top and I'm assume top and bottom pair. Correct. And no straight, no flush possible. Correct. So, very unlikely anybody would limp a set here. So, you basically have the nuts. Correct. Okay.
1: Um, and I get donked into here for kind of a lot. Um, it was like more than maybe like 30% of his stack. It was He was short stacked. So, he donks in. I end up putting them all in. Other guy folds. He calls... Um, and the river is a seven and he turns over King seven for a river better two pair. Um, so that's pretty tough hand.
0: Very weird hand. Did the seven make like an open ended? Um, no, no.
1: He had a flush draw to go with
0: it. Oh, he had a flush draw to go with it. Yeah. Okay. That makes at least a little more sense. Uh,
1: but it was a very big, like the all in was like, I think he made him. Donk, like, 25, and I made it, like, 150, something like that.
0: Kind of a weird spot, because you have almost the nuts here, the way this is played out. But at the same time, it's just it's kind of weird to have this call and this donk lead as well. So It was
1: a super new player, but I thought that was so weird.
0: Kind of weird. I would have expected that more on the flop than a donk lead on the turn with that hand. But it sucks that you get it all in. Is a pretty good favorite just to uh, kind of get killed because he had what three plus the flush outs the nine yeah twelve so I mean you got it as a seventy five percent favorite about uh, on him mm-hmm. pretty kind of rough
1: um, the very next hand so now I'm looking and now I'm kind of back to where I started and the you know I'm at like one hundred and sixty dollars ish in my snack now okay the very next hand pocket queens I'm thinking this is gonna look super um super aggressive right like people are gonna think i'm tilted which i am and they're not wrong and um
0: i love using this to my advantage when this happens i'm uh, right along the same lines as you
1: (laughs) yeah so i get raised sorry i don't get raised guy bets like 15 i then three bet
0: what position are you
1: um, where was I last hand?
0: You say you were in the big blind. So you would be in the small blind yep, here.
1: Yep. Yeah, we're on it. Yes. Okay. Um so yes, I'm in the small blind. So guy bets um it was either 15 it was kind of a big bet. Like 15. This is a 1-2 game, right? Right. Um folds to me. I then re-raised to 75.
0: I was going to go to 60, but okay.
1: He then re jams on top of me all in.
0: Actually, I think sixty's too much too.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's there's a, no way I made it seventy five. Okay, my st-
0: my standard for a raise here would be four times when I'm in the blinds. It's, it's three yeah. times when I'm in position, four times in the blinds. Weird thing being though is with your stack size at one sixty.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that's not. I didn't make it seventy five because that'd be way too big. I must have made it closer to fifty or sixty.
0: Yeah, so it's, like, I think, because, okay, let's say he made it 15. Let's say you make it 50, then the pot is going to be 100, and you make it 50 off of a 160 stack. Yep. You have one pot size bet. I kind of like that.
1: That's That sounds more accurate.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean,
1: you can tell how the hand went. With the lack of
0: notes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Whenever it's a hand that goes well for Tyler, just detail after detail after detail. If it's a hand that doesn't go well for Tyler, it is the basest (laughs) of the base of the base.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I can tell you what hand he put the chips in with if I won. But, yeah. (laughs) So, he goes all in. I snap call. Turn it over. I have queens. He has pocket kings. I get felted in that hand. Back-to-back hands. Out for zero. I mean so, that was sad.
0: Just which I will say, the call is fine here. Uh, a lot of people would probably say that you shouldn't be calling a four bet here in a one two game because there's not many four bets. When I guess in their defense, there are not many four bets by players that don't have queens dominated. I mean, be aces kings and ace king. I think I don't think most people are four betting jacks, but it. At a 160 stack, and if you're at 60, and when you three bet to 60, I think people do this with ace-king enough. I think you—I you, mean, you're super exploitable if you start folding here. For sure. So, I I definitely don't mind the call here. It's—and you know what? If you get queens over to kings, I mean, just at some point you're going to get Kings kings to queens, so—
1: Yeah, well, that was a pretty frustrating session, though, because I didn't really feel like playing, went and played anyway, just for this here podcast, and that was my session. Car dead, car dead, car dead, won a PLO flip to lose two hands back-to-back after, like, going from being down and car dead the whole time to them being up and then felted. I mean, such a rollercoaster of emotions,
0: but... That is... that's a rough session. It's a rough session that when you kind of, like... You kind of, I mean, usually I'm playing just to play. Uh, like, obviously, there's some times I play just to get the kind of content for the podcast because you need something to to go over. But uh, it is always rough when you're, like, kind of only half ass feeling it, and you get there, and you just lose. So that's always a rough session.
1: Uh, and you know what's weird? I was super annoyed at that session, so annoyed after how that session went. And it really goes to show how, like, the stakes kind of don't matter sometimes. Like even though it was a small portion of the bankroll, it was one two hundred dollar buy-in. But I was, I mean, just, I mean, I felt like breaking my phone at the end of that one because I was just so frustrated.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear you say that because I am the same way. Like I'm one of the few pl- players who play fairly expensive tournaments fairly expensive cash games, but I'll also go play free roll poker, and I still want to win. I mean, there's a certain point where you just want to win.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, when you're in a downswing, 100%.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, it's the same thing as anybody who gets frustrated at video games, at losing at chess or anything. I mean, you never just want to lose or anything, even if there was no money involved. So, and I think when there's money involved, it obviously amplifies it. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. I just thought that was weird. How normally, um, you would think that the money plays because it really is as weird. As it sounds, going from high to low to medium whatever stakes, how kind of the money doesn't matter emotionally. Um, like if you win a bunch of money, you know, like you're kind of happy, but you're the same happy as if you would have won at the one three game. At least I am. You know, yeah. just to like play well is more what I'm happy about. Make the right decisions, play well you know, same type of thing with this situation. Like, you know, you can lose a crap load of money at 510 or whatever, or one, two, just, I don't know. It was really weird to, like, obviously it's hard to explain because I feel like I'm doing a poor job of it. But, (laughs) you know, but I just thought that was kind of, that was kind of an interesting takeaway on the ride home.
0: Yeah, well, like I said, I think you did a, a fine job explaining it. It's just one of those things where even despite, like, it not being a huge, Chunk of bankroll or anything, just losing. Just losing sucks. At anything, forget poker. <laughs> just anything. If I if I go and play basketball, I'll lose. I'm not in a good mood. <laughs> so it's a uh, so that's kind of. But hopefully, uh, hopefully the next session you start killing it. Uh, that's the last hand. Well, obviously the last hand from that session. Do you have Do you have another session?
1: No, I retired.
0: I was <laughs> like, I'm done with poker. Fuck poker. Uh, so last. F- not last Friday, the Friday before last. The Champions, which is everybody knows, that's a place I've been playing a lot, and I'm really, ha- I've been really happy with how they run their games. I think it's one of the nicer places in Houston, so I have been playing there quite a bit. I like to mix it up, but it's probably the place I play most. Well, that and a lot of these places are going to which I hate. And Champions does it right, along with some other good ones. I mean, Prime, Texas Card House, and everybody else, but. I'm not loving the uh, how Houston's going about it, but I'll support the ones who do it right. Uh, but they have a meetup game. Uh, Phil Helmuth is there. Uh, Jeff Platt and Brent Hanks are all there playing. So I was like, well, that'll be a fun. Obviously, I work the weekend, so I, that'll be a fun way to kick off the weekend. Uh, Phil Helmuth is really a lot of fun at these. Phil Helmuth is somebody who's really good at hosting games, and I know people are gonna know him as like the poker brat and just give him a lot of shit, and right, rightfully so. I'm sure he deserve, he deserves a ton of it, but I will say he's really good at hosting games because he's someone who likes the attention, and he's on the microphone the all, all the entire time, just kind of. You know, bullshitting and all that. So he is a lot of fun at these games. And Jeff Platt and Brent Hanks, also very good. So having a real good time, just a good vibe out there. And it was also only like three or four tables, so everybody's rotating. And you're seeing everybody a lot, too.
1: That's what's really nice, is that these meetup games, <sighs> like it's awesome when there's a big crowd, but then it feels like you, I don't want to say you don't get the full experience, but Whenever there's kind of that sweet spot, I mean, that's whenever you feel like you really actually have to kind of play with everyone multiple times, that's whenever it's really fun.
0: Oh, yeah. I, my, one of my most memorable experiences was going to Jamin's meetup game at Texas Cardhouse, and there were only like two tables, and I ended up playing with them the entire time, versus, you know, like, some of these, like, you know, Brad Owen and Andrew Neamey were, there's like 17 tables and stuff.
1: Or my first meetup game, it was Mariano and Johnny Vibes. I mean, I feel like they did a great job of rotating, but at the same point, there were so many tables that you only get to play with each one once. Yeah. Because I remember that place was packed for that.
0: That, w- that was kind of crazy. That was one of the bigger ones I've been to. Uh, but I'm there, and I end up with uh, my first big, decent hand. Raise 20 under the gun with pocket aces. There's one call and small blind 3-bets to 60. Uh, I 4-bet to 150.
1: Perfect. That's exactly what I was going to say.
0: Okay. Uh, the cold caller folds, as I would expect on most times, and the 3-better the, uh, calls, as I kind of expect. Uh, for a while, I wasn't 4-betting aces much, but now that I've got a better sizing... I I do for I have been forbetting aces kings ace uh, ace king and some other hands. Uh, so the flop is queen eight five rainbow. So could not be a better flop for aces. I guess I'm a little concerned that you know queen queen would be a a three bet for most people. Uh, some for a lot of people, but overall I like this flop.
1: I mean, anytime someone flops a set versus your aces, it's
0: not going to be a sweet situation. So. Just yeah. kind
1: of just hoping that doesn't happen.
0: Uh, I bet 100 into probably about 320, uh, looking to get any type of call from like maybe Ace Queen, maybe King Queen suited or anything like that, uh, and he folds.
1: So, All seems really good though. I mean, yeah, I think it was
0: pretty standard. Uh, I thought this. I, the only thing I take away from it is I do. I think I did like my sizing for the four bet. I kind of it was kind of priced in and everything.
1: Yeah, like we had talked about that a few, probably months ago at this point, is how we used to be three or four betting just so gigantic, out of control,
0: way too big,
1: to making that adjustment and really help both of our games out.
0: Uh, A ton. Uh, So the next one, I raise king, queen to 15. I get three bet by an older gentleman. Uh, Then there's a call... Comes around to me. This is king queen offsuit. I call. Kind of getting dicey here. This I don't think this was my best yeah. hand right here. Uh, I I will say I usually will uh, call like a lot of like king queen suited, but I usually fold king queen offsuit especially to an older older guy who's <laughs> drinking coffee. Yeah, I mean definitely <laughs> definitely has the old man coffee look. He's watching Avatar on his iPad. Yeah. Yeah, all of this checks out. The the flop is king jack 8. I mean as odd as it sounds, still not awesome. Still not awesome. I I check. Um, I don't remember what position I am. It says check check. So I must have been in middle position here. Uh, and the pre-flop raiser bets 55. So, he bets th- three bets, to 15, 45, 90, 135. So, he bets l- under half pot here. I have top pair, decent kicker. I mean, you're
1: definitely around.
0: Uh, yeah, I am de- I call. The other player folds, and I call. Turn seven, and he bets 130. I mean this just sounds like the story of how you slowly
1: pay this guy a bunch of money, but I mean, I'm thinking fold, but I mean, I'm, I fold. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I mean, since it's on the podcast, I'm thinking you called, but I was thinking this would be a good time to fold.
0: Well, I found it an interesting, can cause I think this could easily be justified as a call.
1: Well, oh, I was thinking we could be justified as a preflop fold.
0: Well, yeah, that's one. Of the, I think there's so many things where I could have done better here. Uh, but I think i minimized the damage on the fold on the turn. Yeah,
1: definitely. I think this was gonna be the story of how you just slowly paid this guy off, you know, whatever thirty percent pot until the river, and then yeah. just
0: lost. I mean, because he has ace king here, he has aces here. I mean, everything that beats you, yeah. I mean, he has pocket jacks here. So, dude, even if he got crazy out of line with nine ten, he's got me beat. <laughs> I mean, so and now I will say, like, I kind of also had uh, folded to him because he's kind of like older, looks like old man coffee. I also realize this guy has, like, a tournament, like, two tournament bracelets later, and is very capable of making bluffs. So, in all honesty, I think I'm glad I didn't know that, because I think this is probably still the right fold, but I'm a little more suspicious if, uh, if I know that beforehand. Uh, so, let me see. Oh this is an, this is definitely an interesting hand raise from under the gun I'm under the gun plus one and i call with pocket sixes er, folds everywhere everywhere else i thought we were the blinds here no okay uh under the gun uh i've called with pocket sixes the flop is queen, queen seven. He checks. I bet twenty. I think I'm. I think I have. I think my hand needs protection. As like, <laughs> is, <line> needs protection. <laughs> and is a uh, better than a lot of his. Like I mean, I have Ace King beat. I have oh. uh, all the Jack all Yeah, all the all the Miss Broadways. that don't have a Queen. Uh, and all of that. So it's weird that he would have a seven here. So I I bet twenty. He calls. I'm a little suspicious at when he calls. Uh, the turn is a three. He checks. I check. I think I might
1: bet the turn for the same reason betting the flop, but... I mean, that's kind of the dream turn, but...
0: Well, it is, but here's the problem is... There's What's no draw. With? <laughs> there's no draws, so... Like, I mean, like, he could have a seven here. He could have a queen here. Uh... I don't really, and I mean, there's no thing like I mean, I'd feel better if there was like you know, even a gut shot to uh, to be drawing with. So I check, kind of for pot control here. I get the Dream River, a six. So I'm now thinking, I'm, I mean, he would he kind of played this the way he would a queen. I mean, checking, calling. He would still check to me, hoping that I bet the turn and be looking to re-raise. So, I think a queen is definitely available. Uh, The river, he leads out for 35, making me very much think that he has a queen here. I raise to 135. He calls, I think, well, this is guaranteed a queen here. And flips over pocket sevens for a flop full house that's bigger than mine.
1: God. I mean, you should be getting stacked here just so often, I
0: think. This was one of the weirdest hands, because I don't know how I don't... I 100% do not know how I did not get stacked here. Because he later is like, well, if I raise, would you call? I'm like, I'm definitely thinking about it. I mean... Definitely could be an overplayed queen sometimes. I definitely can't just put someone on pocket sevens the in, like every single time. Just
1: flop a full house? Yeah, probably not.
0: Yeah, it's a. Uh, so I, this was one that very got very lucky just to not get completely stacked here. Got very unlucky to hit a river like this, and got very lucky that he played it the way he did.
1: I mean, here's the thing: if if I'm in your spot, I'm like over betting river. I mean, I'm
0: guaranteed to get myself stacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh so yeah it was kind of a yeah if anything I thought I actually raised too small here
1: yeah I was gonna go bigger
0: yeah uh, even then i because I mean is he really folding a queen to anything so I actually when I made the raise I remember thinking it's a mistake uh so which is weird I mean he said he was a professional poker player too it wasn't from here, so I mean I I guess every every even professional poker players kinda have, you know, blunders in the game. But I mean I tell you what, this was just the biggest of blunders.
1: Yeah, I mean you're a professional ride tech. I mean, blunders happen. <laughs>
0: I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm pretty good at my job now. You got me second-guessing myself over here. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think two weeks ago, I missed my alarm and showed up two and a half hours late. That seemed kind of blunder-esque.
0: That was blunder-esque, <laughs> that was. We were busy that day, yeah. too. Uh, so, uh, then, like, I've kind of, like, I'm kind of down. Like, I've, this has not been a great session for me, as you can tell. But, I mean, I mean I've, sounds... I've now gotten three-bed. I've now gotten three-bed and had to fold. I then uh, then get boat over boat, get boat under boat. Uh, This older guy who three bet me king queen, I haven't don't have the other hands. He's I've raised several times. He has three bet me every single time, and I've had to fold. It's always been at the bottom of my range. He has only three bet me, but I mean every single time. I, I mean, I think it was four, like four hands.
1: Did he say he knows a knit when he sees one?
0: <laughs> so I'm, I'm a little frustrated at this point because I'm just having to, you know, like I say, it's all decent hands, but also bottom of the range where I can't really call a three bet well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so says,
1: loose passive perfect.
0: <laughs> I raise, yeah, no kidding. I raise Ace King, and he three bets. Uh, I think he beat, he 3-bets to like a fairly normal size of like 60. I make it 150. I finally got a hand. I can stand up to him. He can't have the goods every time. He shoves over the top. At this point, I think I, when I make it 150, I think it's... Once he shoves over the top, I think he has like around 300. I'm now getting 150 to win 450. I don't love it, but
1: when you get a million to one you got to call
0: yeah i call uh he has pocket kings
1: it's about right for a million to one
0: yep and i but i flop an ace and i stack him so stack him or just double up did you actually cover him uh no I, I stacked him at some point i don't think that was it though i think that i was thinking about something else he's a but i did take a huge huge stack out a huge uh, deal out i Shit, I might have I might have stacked him there. But either way it was a very big hand that where I got lucky and needed it. So uh we're now with Philip Helmuth at, at our table, who's doing all his antics and everything. And like I say, he's he's really fun to have at the table when he's uh just hosting the game and everything. Uh he bet seven at one three.
1: That sounds fun. <laughs>
0: I make it 25 with a 10 say, of spades. You should
1: have said you make it 14.
0: Yeah, yeah no kidding. Uh, small blind cold calls. Phil folds.
1: Phil folds?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that's not a bit of great hand. He only bet seven <laughs> and then folded to my three bet. So, The flop is 10 high with one spade. I bet 25. The person who calls my, I guess, three bet. It's hard to even say that 25 is a three bet. Uh He calls a turn is a ten so i now have trips with top kicker with nothing above it he checks i bet 60 not even knowing what i'm trying to get to call me anymore <laughs> uh but i feel like it's one of those i shouldn't just be des- completely deceptive because I, I also have all the old overpairs i bet 60 he calls i don't know what the hell is going on the river's a blank he checks I go all in uh for like 200 and he folds. I honestly don't know what he what he had. Uh Let me see. That's just two uh, let me see if there's any interesting hands here. Turn it Uh this one was kind of a rough hand. This this hand kind of tilted me, uh a little bit. Player min three bets thirty three to. I raise pocket threes and a mayor a player min three bets. There was more min three betting at this table than I've ever seen. Usually a pretty good table to be at since that's a pretty big gap. Uh, I call. There's one other call. I'm getting at this point. I think I've got a pretty decent stack, so I definitely have odds to draw to a uh to set mine here. Uh check. I bet fifty. Okay, the uh the flop I flop a set I think it was three four five. I bet he ch- the the pre flop razor checks, I bet fifty into about a hundred. He re raises to one twenty five. I only call. Do you four bet? He, do you? I like the call. I think. Okay. I mean, I don't think he would three bet with six seven. But also, I think an over pairs drawing so thin that I can just let him kind of blast away on the turn. The turn is an ace, which I did not love. I definitely thought pocket aces for a three bet and a re raise on the flop. I definitely put him on a pocket pair of like aces, kings, or queens.
1: Definitely not like it when 33% comes in.
0: Yeah. Uh, he checks to me. I decide just to check back.
1: This all seems fine.
0: Yeah. I I think it might be a little weak. Uh, my, I think my thoughts at the time were this ace, either he hits a set of aces.
1: Or it kills
0: all action, right? Exactly. If he has, like, jacks or something, it's kind of rough. Uh, the turn... And I don't think it should be for Jax here, but I think he's kind of a beginner player, it seems like, and I think he would see it as a a, a, kind of a tough card. Uh, But it goes, he checks, I check behind. This is really, really rough. River's a two. So now I have a set of threes. The board is now ace, two, three, four, five, with a straight on the board. He checks. I jam. Uh... (laughs)
1: I was <laughs> like, you're looking at a man who's
0: panicked. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, my so the- like, I got
1: to set and a straight got to win.
0: Yeah. Uh, my theory here is I have a, like, I would play a ton of sixes this way. And he can ne- almost never have a six here with his three bet. And the way he's played this hand, he can never have it. I c- can always have it. Uh, I would definitely bet 50 on the flop. I would probably call his turn being open-ended. And I would definitely probably check with that, with that a turn. Uh, he called, but he eventually calls. He had Jack Jack, just like what we said he would here, and we chopped this pot. That was on a session that's kind of been very hit and miss here. Was a rough pot to just chop because that would have really yeah, made the escalated session. things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this will be the most interesting hand of the session by far player raises to 15 uh Phil Helmuth is still at the table I the basically I call with ace 9 of diamonds there was like two calls in front of me I thought about squeezing I just decided to call here with ace 9 of diamonds the uh just everybody everybody in the world calls here uh, the flop is Ace Eight Ten with two diamonds. So I flop top pair with the nut flush draw. Okay. Checks to me in fairly late position. With, I'm not loving it because this is not a great kicker for my ace. But I also think I, it's a little too strong just to check. I bet fifty. Only Phil Hellmuth calls. So just tur- so heads up to him- with him. Gets way better when I turn the nut flush. Yeah. He checks. I bet super small into this pot. I bet seventy five into probably about one seventy. I want and my reasoning here is I want to look like I'm trying to get value with an ace, that is. Also, a little scared of the flush and trying to pot control,
1: yeah, and I'm liking all of this, and it kind of I think kind of could bait him into thinking that you might be a little bit weaker than you are too.
0: uh yeah, that's kind of my thought. oh that's exactly what I was trying to put out uh well it, i get my get my dream when he raises to 250. Dang, it's like I was there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, we he doesn't have that much behind. I just call. Are you in position or out of position? I'm in position. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I call. Uh, it's one of those things that when I just call, I'm thinking he might still think he's good here, and I could maybe just have the the single ace of diamonds. Uh. And if I raise, I mean, I don't know what I'm raising with. It's not the nuts, because there's never a bluff. He doesn't have enough behind for it to be a bluff. So, and once I call, I think he only has like 130 behind, and do like now a 650, 700 dollar pot. So the river's a blank. He shoves for 220. Oh, okay, he had a little bit more behind, but still yes. tiny, <laughs> tiny compared to the pot. Yeah, no,
1: I mean this is. I mean, working on all sorts of grain.
0: I obviously snap call with the nuts, and he has a 7-5 flush. So, I end up stacking him. Uh, ends up being a great hand for me. Uh, actually, absolutely. Uh, that ended up where I was, kind of already up a little bit. Ended up making a, a, a decent session. It wasn't crazy, crazy good. But, well, shit. I might have been down a little bit, come to th- looking at uh, what I what I was in for. Uh but I end up with a profit of three sixty five in a game where I got to play with Brent Hanks, Jeff Platt, who was a lot of fun, uh, Phil Hellmuth, and got to stack Phil Hellmuth. So it was ended up being a really kind of fun night, good game, nothing crazy for the profit, but I'll take I'll take three sixty five every day of the week.
1: I'm sure stacking Phil is priceless. So uh,
0: that was that was pretty nice, yeah. <laughs> so we'll, uh, so yeah, I'll take a I like that.
1: Yeah, well, on that night, on that note that'll conclude the Texas poker podcast. We'll talk to you next week.
0: That was the Texas poker podcast. Go ahead and rack up add time and we'll see you next week.